Hi, welcome to Mag's Glitter Manifesto. I'm Meg, and um, open up your ears for a pleasurable listening experience. Okay, where do I want to start? Start with an introduction. I'm Meg. I'm 34 years old. I am a cat mother to Meowington and Kitty Gaga. I like to write usually when I'm either highly entertained or really depressed and then I just kind of combine the two. I started working on my 18,000th novel and promptly decided that I wasn't good enough and quit. I am hellbent on keeping this process for the rest of my life. So since I'm really good at writing and keeping all of my thoughts to myself and also simultaneously having a million and one opinions, I decided that I'm going to try talking to myself and see how that works. Well, I guess I'm not talking to myself. I guess I'm kind of talking to you guys. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. What will I talk about? God knows. I cannot be put into this little box of like a person. I am all things in one. I'm not, you know, fuck. Good God, why did I decide to do this? This is terrible. Anyway, moving on, we're just going to roll with it and see how it turns out. And whatever comes out of my mouth, I guess, is what you get to hear. And that's that. That's kind of how I live my life anyways. I need a theme song. Can anybody get me a theme song that's not going to leave me indebted to... Missy Elliott or some other late 90s hip-hop and R&B artist forever for using their song on my podcast where I have maybe two listeners. Does anybody know where I can get one of those? Or maybe not, I don't know. I, I could use like, maybe maybe I could use like my cell phone ringtone. You know, just like a casual alarm that I usually use to wake up to, just to introduce myself. It's pretty typical of what I would use for a theme song. I think I need a better microphone. I've been looking at them on Amazon, although I don't necessarily know what I'm looking at. It's kind of like when I went to go buy, what is it, a power drill? I'm, I'm really not looking for a power drill. I'm really looking for like an electronic screwdriver just to make installing my blinds easier my cats tend to play frog jumping through my blinds and I need to install new ones every 30 days no less and what I'm doing now really isn't working they're just kind of no joke if you drive by my house you're like she always has her blinds halfway why is that well because I haven't figured out what I'm doing with my life as an adult and installing blinds is not one of them. 
So yeah, definitely need a better mic. If you can't tell, Baby Godzilla has moved into the apartment above me. Um, as as part of my adult planning, I think I'm just going to rent forever. I think I'm just going to mummify myself into this apartment that I'm in because I, one, cannot commit to any single thing. So buying a house, like that just absolutely scares me. Like I'm, I'm not dating right now because I'm terrified of committing to just one single evening with another human being. So buying a house is, is just paralyzing me. So I think I'm just going to mummify here. Besides, I kind of like my neighborhood, you know, when I moved in, like the rent was low, there really wasn't much around and. I've just kind of grandfathered myself into this gentrified little thing uh, with a grocery store, a, a Starbucks that blocks up traffic. I'm really just living the millennial dream and, and I'm going to keep going on that path. I mean, back when the world was quote unquote normal, it wasn't normal. We were, oh my God, what a farce. Seriously. Really? We were we were waking up, spending an hour, I was spending an hour showering, getting ready, doing our hair, hopping on a bus, working for eight hours, coming home absolutely exhausted, throwing a TV dinner in the microwave. I might have been a couple nights. And then and then just like drinking what cells of our liver that we had away. That was life. That was real life. I'm going on a tangent. Back when we were real life, I, I, I felt living in this neighborhood with the easy accessibility of transportation that I, I was the city slicker that 12 year old me had always hoped that I would grow up to be. I was, I'm not anymore, but I was the star of my own sitcom that lived on in my head. I was Mary Tyler Moore. I was Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't have three names, but I have the inner dialogue within my head to prove it. I had a knockout wardrobe, okay? I wore heels. I haven't seen a sock. I haven't seen my left sock in like three days. I've shapeshifted into a blanket burrito. And again, I am going to mummify myself into the walls of this apartment and become one with the city trolls. Times have changed. I also just realized in this stream of consciousness that I'm providing enough identifying information for anybody out there to probably come and find me. I mean, all of our information is public. It's all online. I went down a rabbit hole last night trying to figure out why this Instafluencer has enough money for plastic surgery when she's like selling t-shirts did i find out why she has this kind of income no but i found out what her husband does for a living where they grew up went to school and what her dad what her dad's dad does for a living I need to find better hobbies. Well, I can't say that I don't have any hobbies sitting at home by myself besides doom scrolling. 
I've taken up what is called a diamond painting. And if you don't know what a diamond painting is, highly recommend you look it up and get in to this addictive habit, which is super gluing tiny rhinestones onto a grid to make a giant picture. I'm not going to say that it's going to change your life, but it certainly changed my Friday night. But like I said, other than that, I'm really just doom scrolling and avoiding the boredom that feels like you're eating drywall. I don't get bored often, but if I do, trouble is not far behind me. And that is how I get most of the stories that make up my colorful life. So we will get into more stories and encounters about me. Strange things that I've lived through that make people say, how do you find these things? Well, I, I don't find them. They find me. Okay. It's called manifesting, but I've got bad date stories. I've got stories about meeting celebrities, mild stalking involved, but no big deal. I didn't break into Prince's house like Kesha did. I love Kesha. God, I love Kesha. Oh, can't wait to go see her and try to find her again. Anyways, I've got stories about drinking and partying and always finding a way on TV and into the newspapers. I've got stories about <sighs> nobody wants to hear about my depressing childhood. That, that, that goes into the, the novels that I didn't finish. But anyway, I was, uh, I was bored the other day. In the fall, I got bored and I decided that I was going to accomplish something. That's usually how it starts out. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to chase my dreams, blah, blah, blah. Enrolled in an MLM. I won't say which one, but yes, things got that bad. Thought that I would make a couple side bucks. Whatever, man. I believe in the product. I can't hate on MLMs that bad because if you really do like the product, buy it. If people don't like that you like that product, who cares? Are they paying your bills? Heck no. So anyways, I figured I was going to buy this product anyways. So I may as well just sell it to my friends, make a couple bucks, and use it towards something that would better myself and better other people. And I would get my uh, yoga teacher training degree. I believe in yoga. It's something that has helps me immensely in my mental health and in my physical health. So this was a plan that I had formulated back in October. Things were going, they were going okay. I had hope that I was actually doing something and not morphing into the back of my couch in this uh, panoramic until uh, two, three weeks ago. I got a message from my, I don't know what you want to call her. I don't think she has an official title, but I'll just say like my MLM coach. 
hey boss babe just kidding she didn't say that uh she's actually super cool so shout out to her if uh she's listening you know um i didn't meet my quota i didn't meet it i'm getting kicked out i'm an mlm dropout beauty school dropout just kidding Anyway, so I'm, so I'm getting kicked out of this MLM, right? And, like, that's, like, my little side hustle to afford the yoga teacher training. And, uh, like, all right. I don't really feel like begging my friends and family to buy something that they're not just going to freely buy. I believe in sales, but I also believe in free choice. So I was just like, whatever, man. It is what it is. And, uh, a a few days after that, uh, decided that, uh, yoga teacher training wasn't for me. There's more to that story, but, uh, we'll just leave it at that for now. So, you know, things aren't going my way. I don't want to go so far as to blame it on... (laughs) Mercury retrograde, but we are in that shadow right now. I believe it goes retrograde next week sometime. I'll have to check my calendar and my various other apps that I have. Uh, I did get a reminder from the pattern. The pattern is a birth chart app that analyzes your birth chart and other celestial events in the sky it lets you know about your personality and uh what kind of things are going on in your life highly recommend you download it you will be shocked you will think that you are on the truman show you might stay up until three o'clock in the morning analyzing your birth chart And your relationship to everybody that you've ever met in your life, including that one guy that you met at the bar who bought you a drink and never called you back. Not saying that I did that, though. But I did get an alert from the pattern, and it kindly let me know that I typically like to go for things, and then they're just, you know, randomly, no no fault of my own, but randomly just kind of blow off in the wind. Ah... If I had the rights to Katy Perry, I'd say, Do you ever feel like a plastic bag blowing in the wind? And like, oh my God, Katy, Katy. Katy didn't have to write that out, but she did that for us. And that was a moment that really touched my soul. So after all of this, I am feeling like a failure. You know, I planned on coming out of this panda express with a laundry list of items that i had accomplished i want to be that person that transmuted i all but not i want to oh my god i always want to be that person that transmutes depression and boredom and dirt into magic pixie dust of accomplishments and Pats on the back. This might play into my childhood. Well, so that didn't really work out like I had hoped that it would. So the only thing left that there is to do at this point, 
when you're feeling let down by the things that didn't work out is to doom scroll. Doom scrolling is always there for me, and the curated ads full of Hello Kitty and feather boas. I'm just kidding. I don't get feather boas. I wish I got AI. If you're listening, I would like feather boas um, to appear on my Facebook ads. Please. I'll buy one in every color. Honey, doom scrolling. Yeah. I would say I have a pretty interesting feed. I, If you can't tell, I really like pop culture. I really like current events like last year when there was all that stuff with like the zombie minks and like the murder hornets like I was living my best life I love chaos it's my absolute favorite and it is my natural habitat so on my feed I follow the usual instafluencers brands that I like but I also follow a lot of local news networks a lot of small businesses in the area that I like. And that is usually how I get into this kind of trouble. Guys, it is May and I have been on the news and on TV three times already. I would like to reiterate, these things usually come me. God, I sound like a douchebag. Good grief. I'm so sorry. My point is that I'm I'm just kind of hoping that this is going to pay off at some point. You can't be on camera and and talk this much with all of these opinions and and just like live a normal life. I chances are high. Yeah, chances are very high that I'm going to go on and live a normal life and just be completely swept under the rug and put out to pasture um, as I move into my mid, ooh, mid thirties. And, and that's fine. That's cool. I'm having fun. It's whatever. But back to the original story. My God, I am off on a tangent. Good thing I like to talk. Woo. So I'm depressed and I'm doom scrolling and I come across something that catches my eye, makes me stop the scroll. And it says, become a TV star and get free lunch. What? What? I want to be a TV star and I also like free lunch. What's going on? What do you need? How can I help? So I dive a little deeper and I click the link. Wow. If you want to kidnap me, it's not hard. Just tell me I'm going to be a TV star and I get free lunch. Easy peasy. Please don't do that. I have two cats that are depending on me. Um, so I dive a little deeper into the link and I find out that one of my former favorite restaurants in the area is closing down for the day and shooting for a super secret special episode for the Food Network 
and the travel channel and I am like what I'm there no questions asked okay I'm lying I did ask a couple questions I wanted to know if I needed the vax pass to get in because I don't have one I'll save that opinion for another day I don't want to lose followers on the first episode god heaven forbid so it turns out that I don't need a vax pass to get free lunch and to become a TV star. Thank God. The angels were looking over me in this moment. I get to do this. So immediately I message um, one of my friends and I'm like, yo, what are you doing on a weekday? at 2 p.m. Do you want to become a movie star with me, TV star, whatever, and also eat free lunch? And he was like, yes, absolutely. So I got all gussied up. And by gussied up, I mean that I put on green eyeshadow and I dress like Stevie Nicks because I don't know any other way to dress myself at this point. I'm so acclimated to wearing t-shirts and old leggings that I've, I've genuinely forgotten what I'm doing when I go to my closet to dress myself to do something other than sit at home to be on TV, basically. I mean, what, what do you wear? I, I think I played the scene in my head over and over again from Requiem for a Dream where she's like, Harry, I'm going to be on television. I need to fit into my red dress. I don't even think I have a red dress. Regardless, Mm -hmm. I got all gussied up and we drove to the location. As I stated before, this used to be one of my most favorite restaurants. They started out in Cleveland grilled cheese themed restaurant started out in Cleveland and it became such a hot commodity I mean for Christ's sakes it's grilled cheese why would it not become a hot commodity anybody that has ever doubted this shame on you but back at the time when this restaurant first opened they would have no joke a two to two and a half hour waiting period lucky for me I lived 45 minutes away from said restaurant, so I would just call, like, before I was getting into the car, place my order, and I had already shaved off half of the waiting time. But that drive and that wait did not stop me from going there uh, three times a month, something like that. Now, unfortunately... In my ripe old age, very unfortunately, I have become gluten intolerant. So, sad to say, this restaurant is no longer one of my favorite restaurants, although I do highly recommend them. They are very good. They no longer have a two and a half hour wait for a grilled cheese, so feel free to pop in there anytime. Um, But... Unless if I want my skin to completely break out and be asked 
how far along I am, I try not to eat gluten. Yay. However, there was an exception because I'm going on TV and I'm going to become a star. So a couple of my friends knew that I was going to this event and they had checked in on me to see how it went, what it was all about, what I did, so on and so forth. And it did. It, it obviously went good. There was grilled cheese there. So. But one of the things that's really cool about creative projects and watching them come to life is realizing the magnitude of your own perspective and and how that comes into place. So if you've ever been behind a, a creative project like TV, radio, news, whatever, you're sitting there and you have your own perspective. From my own perspective, there was a lot of grilled cheese. There were cameras. There was, um, you know, beer. But that's just going to be my perspective. Somebody sitting next to me watching the same thing would have a completely different perspective. And when this project comes to life on the TV show, it's going to look entirely different than my perspective. I hope that made sense and I wasn't just completely rambling. Moving on. So we got to the restaurant, sit down. One of the behind the scenes guys comes up to our table, was like, we, we need a volunteer to come on TV. I'm like, oh, oh, you luckily, honey, are in the right place. So he brings me over to... A table with a bunch of lights and cameras obviously I get all mic'd up whatever and um, the grilled cheese comes to the table but it's not like it's not like I'm already there like eating like I'm no I know that I'm gonna be on a TV show so like it's weird so as the grilled cheese is coming to the table like in my mind I'm like that's a bomb-ass grilled cheese I want to eat that but I'm gonna exaggerate it for the camera, right? Like I'm looking at this thing like this is my newborn baby and it's the most magical creature that I've ever seen. Sets the plate of food down. I'm typically the kind of person that just dives right in. There's no need for conversation. I don't want to hear about how your day went. I have priorities right now and they are getting this food into my mouth as quickly as possible. But in this instance, I had to wait. We had to get a close-up of the grilled cheese okay there were other priorities to be had and when I'm I'm told that I can pick up the grilled cheese and I can eat a bite it has to be the biggest bite right and I bite into this grilled cheese first of all it wasn't any grilled cheese it was a macaroni and cheese grilled cheese and that's what I would usually order as I frequented this restaurant and waited hours and hours for was a macaroni and cheese grilled cheese why not have the best of both worlds so i take this big bite there's cheese spewing everywhere there's a camera in my face i'm like wiping my face off it and and then they start rapid firing questions describe the cheese i'm like mouth half full 
It tastes like I'm riding on the backs of angels' wings. Okay, say that again one more time for the camera. It tastes like I'm riding on the backs of angels' wings and it's melted gold right in my mouth. So then he says, can you describe why fried food is so good? Like, because fried food comes from a carnival and life is a carnival and we should eat like it too. Okay, say that again one more time. Life is a carnival and we should eat like it too. Perfect. So I take bites as I am allowed and instructed, but also a little bit slower because at this point I know how bad my stomach is going to be hurting for the next two weeks <laughs> from this impulse decision that has been led to by doom scrolling. After I'm halfway through the sandwich, I have to take the other half of my sandwich and put it up close to the camera and have a big smile, which made me feel really ba-dum-bum-bump cheesy. But whatever, man. I'm here doing my job. So we wrap that up and I head back to the table and um, I do have to admit that I am a rare and becoming extinct animal. And what I mean by that is that I, I still smoke cigarettes. If you can't tell by my voice, you might be able to tell in a couple of episodes by now. But after four bites of clogging my arteries, I needed to go outside and also thicken up my lungs to feel a little better. So I went outside to get my um, fresh air and honestly, being a cigarette smoker, like it, it comes with a lot of like bad stuff, right? Like I, I smell bad. I get, you know, second glances from my doctor when I check no, that I don't smoke. Oh God, I'm going to get in trouble for this. This is my, I, I think this part of my podcast is illegal. Anyways, um, you know, it just, it comes with like bad rep. You're, you're kind of, everybody else is like vaping and they smell great and they do it inside when like the bartender's not looking, but I have to go outside and stand with all the riffraff. But so I'm out there by myself and there's a lot of communication opportunities out there, right? Like when you're at work, you're standing there, you're talking to people, but in this specific opportunity, there was a lovely cameraman outside and he said, hey, and so I stopped and he was like, no, 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 you can smoke. And I was like, no, 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 tell me what you need from me. How can I help? And he's like, well, when you're done with your cigarette, will you please go inside and see if maybe you and your friends want to get on camera to walk across the street? And I was like, yes, I will absolutely do that for you. So I head inside. And I walk up to her table, which is mostly full of strangers. And I'm like, hey, are you ready for your close-up? And I gathered up my friend. I gathered up two or three strangers. And I'm like, we need to go outside. And we need to walk into this establishment like we are the Beatles on the Abbey Road cover. And obviously, everybody was all in and ready. 
So we did exactly that, and the cameraman was positioning us exactly. Now, as I had mentioned before, I am, in fact, dressed just like Stevie Nicks. So my fringed velvet jacket is blowing in the wind, and the cameraman did, in fact, notice this, that my, my fringed jacket, my fringed boots, they are blowing in the wind. They are looking like they're looking like a TV star. So we did the thing. We did a couple takes where we walk across the street and walk in to go get a delicious grilled cheese. I'm just letting you know this because when you see those fringed moccasin boots, like a Fleetwood Mac knockoff, those are my feet. If I get a call in a couple months asking me to be a foot model, I'm going to have to increase my um, my going rates on, on my selfies and my autographs. They may have to be increased. And I'm just giving you guys the go-ahead now. That way that you can prepare. So, in conclusion, I'm living the dream. I am literally and figuratively... The most cheesy person that you know. And I will be making my cable television debut. I'm sorry. I'm wrong about that. I was on cable TV before. When the Cleveland Indians were in the World Series, I specifically went to where SportsCenter was camped for the evening and I held up a sign that said, hi mom. So I think if I recall correctly, that was my cable television debut. Not bad, but um, my cable television debut, eating grilled cheese with my jacket blowing in the wind should be I'm not sure when, but rest assured, I will definitely let you guys know. And if not, somebody else will let us know. And hopefully there's more opportunities on the way. Because if all else fails, and by all else, I mean your Panasonic dreams of owning and operating a successful MLM and becoming a fitness instructor when your hamstrings have the same composition as cement. If those things fail, your guardian angels will be looking after you and you can go eat a childhood favorite on a camera and let the world know that you did not check off the boxes of your Panera Bread dreams, but you instead did something unique and different. This was the first episode of Meg's Glitter Manifesto. Hope you're having a stellar day. Good talk.